You're listening to the Course Creation Bites podcast, bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. Each week, you'll get short, practical lessons that focus on one part of your online course creation journey and an easy action step to go away and implement. Here's your host, Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. Let's get started. students are buying you. Hi, I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. And this week, we're going to talk about you as a part of your business and a part of your brand and as a part of a person. Because if you are running a small business or a personal brand or something where you are the forefront of your business, then even when it comes to courses, your audience is still buying you. Now, disclaimer, this isn't the case if you run a large sort of multinational or if you run accredited programs. That's not the case. They're buying the accreditation or they're buying because of the business brand, not because of the person usually. So if you are part of a very large organization or if you're running accredited programs that are accredited by a governing body or an organization, then this episode is not for you, but there are plenty of others. Go and have a look. Okay, so back to if you are a small business or a personal brand and you are the figurehead of your business, then they are still buying you when it comes to your courses. I know we're often told or led to believe that courses are this thing outside of ourselves, that they're this tangible component that we can sell just like any other product, but it's not the case. It's not like selling a pair of socks. It's not like selling a candle. It's still a part of you and who you are and how you do things. And that's what people want. If you're the person at the forefront of your business, then when they buy a course, it's because they want you. They probably can't afford or don't want or aren't ready for yet your one-on-one services or a higher service offer, but they still want access to you and your group programs or your courses are a way in which that's available to them. Now, when we're thinking about this concept, I want to think about it in a couple of different ways. Um, And today we're going to talk about trust, we're going to talk about video, and we're going to talk about time, um, because I think there are ways that you can really leverage this understanding now that you know they still want you. How can we use that? How can we make the most of that? So part one, trust. Because we know they want you, they have to trust you. When someone's purchasing a course, it's not just a decision normally based on modules and lessons. It's not just a decision based on number of PDFs available in the program. In fact, people don't really want videos and PDFs, right? There are millions of those things available on the internet. What they want is the answers to the problem that they're having. And at this point now, they need to trust that you know those answers. They need to trust that you are the right person to teach them that and to guide them to the solution to their problem. Trust is a big thing. It's earned, as I tell my teenage children. It doesn't just always come naturally, and especially once broken, it can be hard to rebuild again, teenage children. Um, But trust has to be earned. And that's the same with you and your audience. When they land on your sales page, hopefully they already trust you. If they're coming to you through cold traffic, such as an ad or a Google ad or a Facebook ad, that trust needs to be built on the sales page. We need to be using things like testimonials to show trust, but we also need to be using information about you as the facilitator. Why are they trusting that your course is the one that's going to be different from any others that's going to provide the solution? If they're coming through as a warm lead, then they've built that trust somewhere else. They've built trust with you because they've been in your Facebook group, because they've followed you on social media, because they've read your blog posts, because they get your emails. For a period of time, they've got to know you and therefore they trust you to deliver the right information. Podcasting is very similar. 
Part of the reason that you listen to an episode is because that you trust that I know what I'm talking about. And if we didn't have that trust, if you didn't believe me, then you wouldn't listen. So that trust is a really important factor of any content delivery and especially content behind a paywall, such as a course, because they have to trust that you are the right person before they hand over their card details. So thinking about the way you do things and where your traffic is coming from, where do you need to build that trust? And do they, by the time they land on their sales page, Do they trust you? And if not, how can you improve that circle of trust on the sales page? Otherwise, they'll never purchase the program. Once they get inside the course, there are two more things I think that they're looking for from you. And the first is that they want to learn from you. Now, I have had, and of course, I'm a course creator. People can outsource and do outsource content creation, but I normally tell clients at the end of the day, if they've purchased a course, they expect to see you on video. There are a couple of ways around that, but as a general rule, if they're buying a program from you, they expect to see your face on the video. There are lots of things I can do for you, but I cannot be you on video. They will notice. So part of this process then is that they want you. And I was talking to a client the other day because what I believe, I truly honestly believe, is they want the real you. So we were talking about building videos and she was talking about maybe hiring a videographer and changing the backdrop and and doing all these sorts of things. And what I find when people are recording video is this is a really great procrastination tool to put off recording video because we make it more complicated than it needs to be. But if you have discovery calls with your clients at any point in time, then they see you, right? They see you on Zoom or they hear you on a call. They see the background of your office. They get the real you. And if you're running group calls as part of your program, or if you do one-on-one consults, then again, your clients get you, right? They get the real you. You show up on Zoom. Hopefully you brush your hair and you might put some makeup on. Um, If you ever come on a Zoom call with me, I probably haven't put any makeup on. I might have brushed my hair, but it's likely in a, like a scruffy mum bun. Um, But you get me, right? You get pure, raw me, but that's expected. So when it comes to video, they still want to learn from you. Don't overcomplicate the system by thinking you need to hire fancy videographers or change your setup or do those sorts of things. You can. You can invest money in those things. But if they've already been on a sales call with you or a discovery call and they're going to be on a group call or a one-on-one call at some point, they're going to see the real you outside of those videos, right? They're going to see how you normally show up on Zoom. So when it comes to video, just show up as you, as you normally would. Be the real you, because that's who they want to learn from. That's who they've built the trust process with. That's who they've seen as part of a sales process. That's who they're going to see as part of the group call process. That's who they want to see on video. You don't need to overcomplicate that process. The second part of inside your program then, or the third part when we're talking about you, is that they want time with you. So as I mentioned earlier in this episode, as a general rule, people who are buying the program is because it's the right thing for them or because they can't afford your done for you services or one-on-one time with you. And so group programs or smaller courses are a great way for people to have access for you if they didn't have the budget for one-on-one time. But as a general rule, I find they still expect time with you. They expect you to be the person facilitating the group calls or the coaching program. They expect you to show up in a Facebook group. Now, again, you can outsource some of these components. So you'll find in bigger groups, if you've ever been a part of a Marie Folio program or a Denise Duffield Thomas program, then you'll see that there are also other facilitators. So there might be other administrators managing the group as well because the group is too big for one person. Um, And sometimes other people have guest people come and speak or run coaching programs. But as a general rule, if your audience trusts you, if your audience has come through your sales process, if your audience has purchased from you, they fully expect time with you. 
You can outsource. You can outsource parts of your videos. You can outsource parts of your group management. But at the end of the day, they want you. So what does that mean? Well, it means that you need to make sure that you are allocating time aside for the delivery and the facilitation of the program, not just the sales process. How long are you going to have to spend doing group calls? How long are you going to have to spend in the group facilitating? Yes, you can definitely have an admin team who help you with the facilitation of a Facebook group. But at the end of the day, you do need to be a part of that process because people have purchased because of you and they expect you to be there. Now, I'm not saying it all has to be on you. I'm not saying you have to burn out. And especially if you're offering tiny products, if you're offering $27, $37, you might not have access to you. You might not have a Facebook group. You might not have these components. But if you're selling anything, there's a group program that's got some sort of component to it where they get support. They will expect that support to be you unless it's very, very clear as part of the sales process that it isn't. Okay, so an action step, because you can't hear me rant about you, you need to go and do something to help you build your program. And today, I really want you to think about how you are showing up as part of your program. Now, even if that comes back to video, if you've been putting off video for a while, think about how you would show up in Zoom if you had a one-on-one client. Think about how you would show up in a Facebook Live for your Facebook group and just do that for your video because that is the you that they've got used to. That is the you that they trust. That is the you that they enjoy seeing. That is the you that they expect. That is where you set the bar anyway. So that's what they expect as part of the video process as well. But outside of video, take a moment to really think about how you are showing up in your course. How much access do they get to you? Is it financially viable? Are you giving too much of yourself as part of your program? Um, And then really think about that first stage coming in with the trust process about you. Do they already know you, like you and trust you by the time they land on your sales page or are they coming from cold traffic? And if they're coming from cold traffic, how can you work on that trust process and getting them to help understand who you are and why you do what you do on your sales page? So that's it for this time, guys. Really go away and think about how you can put you into your program. Okay, it's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the street. Okay, don't stop them in the street, but please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes and better still, leave a review. Podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode. Lastly, why not come over and join my free Facebook group? Simply search content into courses inside Facebook. There's some good interaction that happens on over there. I'm in and out on a regular basis to answer all of your questions and to give some live tips and tricks. And you get to learn from other course creators about all the things you can do to grow your course and your audience. That's it for this time. But as always, I will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.